Hello everyone, welcome to today's Governing Chatters, NGA's podcast series. Really great that you could join us for this uh, this, this discussion today. We're going to be talking about Ofsted and um, the interaction between Ofsted inspectors and governors and trustees as schools are, are inspected. Um, the, 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 the chat we're going to be having today is very much based off of the release of NGA's latest report, A View from the Board, two years on. This report follows uh, a report that NGA released um, two years ago um, uh, in 2020, which looked at the interaction between um, governance and, and inspection under the, the, the what was then the brand new education inspection framework. Um, we, we gathered uh, key intelligence from um, governors and trustees and head teachers um, who had gone through that inspection process right at the very beginning of that new framework. And we released that report just as the pandemic was breaking. And then obviously you knew what you, you, you we all know what happened then. Um, Ofsted inspections were paused and, um, you, you know, Ofsted had had a very different role um, in, in, in many ways. And it wasn't until September 2021 that full Ofsted inspections uh, resumed uh, and the, the the, the really we could get back into looking at how the um, education inspection framework was really fulfilling its purpose or not um, uh, and, and and what the feedback was of of being inspected under that new framework so um, Nina's been working on this report gathering um, key uh, uh, intelligence views from from governors and trustees who've gone through that inspection um, process since September 2021 to put together the findings of this report, which really very much build on those findings that we we gathered two years ago. So I'm delighted that I can be talking to, to Nina today about about those findings. And um, I think, Nina, it would be good to, to, to start off by talking about why, why we felt we had to do this work in the first place. Yeah, hi Sam. Uh, it's good to be here. Um, so um, we conducted this research. I think it's um, actually really important that we do because I don't think um, anyone across the sector has kind of looked into the experiences that those on governing boards um, have had with um, Ofsted inspections um, overall since the the implementation of the new framework. Um, so we kind of set out to to figure out whether, um, number one, schools are inspected in a consistent way under the education inspection framework. Um, so from our 2020 report, we saw that consistency was a really key issue um, it, within our research. So that was something that we've kind of drawn on into this report. We also wanted to find out whether governance is understood and inspected correctly. That's really key for us because, you know, governance plays such an important role in schools and amongst trusts. So and ensuring that inspectors understand the role of governance and that it's being inspected consistently across all schools um, is, is key. And then thirdly, we wanted to check whether or investigate whether reporting um the reporting of governance in the published inspection reports um are consistent and achieves the intentions of the reports that are published um so those were our key 
kind of aims that we had. So it was a really interesting piece of research to do. We looked at 120 published inspection reports between September 2021 and December 2021. So it was the same period that we used for our 2020 report. And um, we also gathered feedback, views and experiences from 111 governors, trustees and other school leaders um, to understand the kind of the in-depth inspection process that they went through um, so we can kind of gather that intel and help other members and non-members um, of ours to understand what inspection really entails and what they can kind of inspect, expect from inspectors. Brilliant thanks Nina yeah absolutely so I, I think it was I think like you say it's really important that we we took a, a very different approach didn't we to the the kind of topics the the areas of focus that I think other people look at when they think about the impact of inspection and I think having that very um, definitive focus on governance I think is is something that actually we know Ofsted have been very keen to hear from us directly obviously we've we've been engaging with them for, uh, for obviously many years but certainly since we did the first report and then this follow-on report we've been able to um, uh, share the results of these findings with with them which uh, I think has been really important. Um, One of the the findings in the report is that 31% of published reports didn't include or even mention the role of governance and that probably didn't come as a massive surprise to us given what we had captured in the first report and one of our big um, uh, overall findings in in the first report is that we felt the 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 prominence of governance well it, it wasn't prominent was it governance really we 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 thought was being diluted absolutely as an unintended consequence of of the the new framework but Nevertheless, it was something that was still happening. So uh, I think it's, it's probably worth us unpicking that a bit more. I mean, what what sort of problems does that cause? Given the, the fact that actually we've got um, a third of a third of the reports not even talking about governance, and then the the, the seventy percent uh, that that do, I think it's fair to say that what they actually say about it is very little and, and sometimes actually it's, it's nothing more than a passing phrase. Is, is that a fair assessment, Nina? Absolutely, yeah. I think um, there's that 70% that do include governance, but where it is mentioned sometimes, it's kind of not as accurate as maybe it could be or maybe um, the line that they use on governance isn't maybe the most pertinent point to make in that report. Um, I think right from the outset of the education inspection framework, we knew that the reports were going to take a different approach. And that approach was mainly for parents and other stakeholders who had an interest in that school or in the school, the schools in the local area to understand what it's like to be a part of that school. And that's completely understandable. I think the issues that it causes when you're not mentioning governance in reports or where it's kind of a passing phrase in the reports is that you miss that top strategic decision-making level of, of leadership within that school. The ethos, the values, the culture of that school is set from right from the governing board role. And 
you know, when you're you're missing that, when you're taking that away from the report, you take away a big chunk of what the school is actually about in the first place. Um, and, you know, there's, there's this point about visibility and those of members or non-members who follow work of ours will know about the visible governance campaign that we have. And it's all about raising awareness of the role that boards have um, within schools and across trusts. And when it's not there for parents to look at and read about and know what it's like to be part of that school in that report um so for us that is a really key issue and that's something that we you know are really calling on offset to kind of reconsider there's a line in the framework that says um where appropriate governance can have a paragraph and you question where what does where appropriate mean where is the line of what's appropriate and what's not appropriate so um, a really interesting piece um, or a theme that came out of the analysis was that schools that were being rated below good and by Ofsted in that inspection that report did not mention governance at all and that was a really common theme across the reports that I'd analysed and so um, it's it's raising that question of where, what does where appropriate mean? Yeah, no, I think that's a really really important point to make, and um, I think I think that what that does is it gives rise to um, that level of inconsistency, doesn't it? That, that, you, that you're talking about, and and you know that's something I, I guess we can understand on one level because if if there is very little by way of direction for inspectors of of when to be including it, um, then then obviously what what you inevitably will get is a, a very different set of reports, um, and I'm sure there are outlier reports out there that have got a, a decent amount of um, of commentary around governance and school leadership as well. I guess that's the other thing we shouldn't forget to mention here, Nina, is that. It's not just governance, is it? It's it's thinking about Ofsted's wider role, the whole point, and why they exist to to help raise attainment, to to help to help um, uh, schools on their their school improvement journeys. Uh, actually, school leadership is a huge part of that. So it's not just governing boards that are missing out. It's no. school leaders. Actually, I would go as far to say it's probably you know, uh, the the rest of the teaching staff and actually, you know, parents themselves, I think, will will want to know about the, the, the wider things. And, you know, we'll, we'll come back onto that in a moment or two, I'm, I'm sure. Um, given what you said, it's probably not surprising that um, one of the, the findings that you picked out, Nina, was that only 36% of governing boards said that Ofsted inspection helped governance and that really feels like a bit of a missed trick doesn't it I think Absolutely. you know the, 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 the given the, the 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 fact that this is the one of the, the key opportunities for um the school to get that external pers- perspective on performance overall um actually it's a it's a real opportunity we think that um the governing boards um, can can gather that that viewpoint and what they can do differently and how they can Im- improve what, what they're doing. That that's clearly not happening for for in lots of cases. Um, 
I'm sure the the kind of counter argument might be, well, you know, there's different mechanisms to capture that external reviews of governance, mm-hmm. for example, being one of those. Um, and that's obviously something that we would really recommend. But I think having that viewpoint of the inspectorate is is very different. And I think I think it's fair to say, you know, this is something that we'll we'll keep on at Ofsted about. We we really want them to kind of to to change change um track with this um we we might come on to this a bit later as well nina but obviously in terms of recommendations you and i have been working on how we follow these up with um mni sngo ceo um as well um and we've we've put out a, a letter to Amanda Spillman, um, really with our views on, on where we think things could be improved. And that, and it, and that does very much, it, it's very much around the reporting and including governance and, and like you've been talking about making governance more more visible. And I think that visibility point is absolutely key. Um, but then let's, let's move on to talk about interaction more generally that inspectors are having with governing boards. What, what can you tell us about that? What, what, what did you find? Yeah, so I think um, drawing back slightly on your point about boards wanting that sort of external review more from an inspectorate, I think the the inspection in overall is a real opportunity for more so governing boards and school leaders and teachers um, to to understand where there's room for improvement and understand the strengths that they have as a school. And so the interaction offers that, e- that that same opportunity for there to be a two-way conversation between inspectors and governing boards to understand the reality of the context of the school itself, where the school is at the moment and how the school can further improve or further benefit their children. So the interaction that inspectors and governing boards were having was quite mixed, um, t- to be honest with you. And that, that's not different to what we saw from the first set of research that we did back in 2020. Um, we know that inspectors will be led by the evidence that they have seen um, firsthand through you know, deep dives, talking to pupils, talking to staff. But um, inspectors talking to governing boards is, is such a good opportunity for them to understand the reality of what it's like to be a part of that school. And there's a really um, striking line that Emma, um, our CEO, um, had said in her annual address. And it's really stuck with me, really. And that's that governance can provide that support as well as challenge. And the whole sector should unite behind governance as the first and foremost form of accountability for this crucial public service we want experts views from outside that's a part of triangulation but it's not as the primary form of accountability you governing boards provide that and I think that really struck a chord um, when looking at Ofsted because inspectors can't get that information in two days that governing boards know governing boards hold their leaders to account so that information is there with the governing board and um, I think that's really important for inspectors to engage with so in saying that the questions that inspectors were asking governing boards um, really varied and when we think about curriculum or the quality of education having the greatest weighting of judgment um, there was under a third of respondents that were not asked or asked very little about the curriculum offer that their school has. So it's quite hard to see where where the joining up is between the governing board, the curriculum and the operational side of the school. 
in terms of core functions, 11% of uh, the respondents to our survey said that they were not asked any questions about the core functions of governance and how they carried that out. So again, that's quite an alarming um, an alarming figure, really. When, when we're looking to talk to the inspectors, we want to be able to discuss how we carry out our core functions and how we do that well and how we address those areas of improvement. So those figures really go to show that, you know, there's not a, a consistent approach to asking those basic questions about the curriculum and the core functions of governance. The one thing we did see was um, a real focus on safeguarding. So following the review of sexual abuse and harassment in schools, we saw that um, inspectors were asking a lot more about the safeguarding arrangements in that school and I think that's obviously directed by what they see in school and um, the records that are available for inspectors to see but it was a real positive to see that that was a fairly consistent topic that inspectors were looking into um, and really trying to gain some insight into but overall it was a really mixed picture of how detailed those questions were and how how much they were willing to listen um, to, to, to governing boards about those topics. Real fa- thanks, Nina. I think that's a really, really important point that, you, that you've just made there. Um, because we know that safeguarding issues more, more generally, regardless of what whatever the nature of them is, have been very much on the increase for schools and, and trusts um, since, since the pandemic. Um, lots of governing boards, um, lots of trustees and governors uh, and governance professionals reporting to us recently that, that spending more time around the, the governing board table talking about those safeguarding issues so it's re- I think it's really really key that Ofsted are actually um, very much aware of the the conversations that the um, trustees and governors are actually having around the mm-hmm. table because I think that then gives them a real insight into what impact governance is having what are the what are the what what what, what are the things that you know these people let's face it giving up so much of their time um uh, what what is that time going towards and how is that contributing to to um i was gonna say the improvement of of schools but but it isn't just the improvement is it it's about it's it's about kind of keeping them safe and keeping them um uh keeping them afloat keeping them um a, a place that um uh, very much remain these key centres of, of society now, and I think you know schools have always been that, um, but 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 never more so than now. I guess is is a a fair fair assessment. So um, I think Ofsted, it's really important that Ofsted are having those conversations with governing boards and are, are really aware of the 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 challenges that are. Are being faced week in week out um and and how governors and, and trustees are contributing to those those decisions that need to be to be made um but just on that safeguarding issue was was there anything else that you think was that we needed to unpick there well actually it was more well while we're on the positives of what offset are looking at um it was actually really good to see in comparison to 2020 at least um 
it was really good to see that inspectors weren't blurring the strategic with the operational. So when inspectors are talking to governing boards, they're asking the right questions. They're not blurring into those that operational side of, of running the school. And I think in 2020, there was there was reports of that and that was a concern of ours. Um, but it's just so great to see that that isn't happening so often or it's not being reported to happen so often now. Um, you know, it's... It, it would be fair to say that it may happen on a couple of occasions. We've had members come outside of the research members speak to us about occasions where that has happened. But um, when looking purely at this research, we didn't have any reports of, of um, inspectors going beyond the strategic line of questioning. So mm, oh, that's good. That's positive, isn't it? I think. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, that was great to see. Definitely. And I think that that kind of, I think that kind of follows a, a broader picture that the the kind of strategic nature of governance is much more um, recognised by the, by those in the sector um, than 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 perhaps it it used to be. Um, obviously, those not in the sector, and I guess I'm I'm including parents in this, won't be aware of that and. Um, you know, so actually, I think it kind of that brings us full circle to the point we were making earlier. Actually, given the fact that you know the the right things are being recognised, you know, it, it seems like a massive shame in many ways that that that's not being picked up and and put in the one place that parents and the community, you know, and, and others, you know, given what we were just talking about in, in terms of schools being. Um, so instrumental in, to their to their communities actually let's let's be upfront about the the role that governance is playing and the best place to do that is in the report so um you know like, like i mentioned earlier obviously we put this letter out to uh, amanda spielman and i think that's the, the one of the pretty much the key thing we're leading on in that isn't it nina in, in terms of that's that's the out of all of this that's you know the, there's there's clearly a number of areas that we think need to be improved but that's i think the, the biggest one and 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 also maintaining or well not maintaining i guess it's actually more about um creating that visibility of governance um, and then maintaining it because you know sadly we we feel like that's been been lost a bit but i think one of the one of the other positives that that you kind of uh, have mentioned already was was the the feedback meetings and um i know in in 2020 we talked about that being a real positive and we also talked about the 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 really good um aspect of that was the fact that those meetings were now being um uh, on the whole being um minuted um that was a, a change that nga had had got we'd lobbied for um, and um, as a result Ofsted included that change that um, those meetings could be clerked and and you know that's especially important given what we've been told that those feedback meetings are that is that treasure trove um, and that's that's the one place given where the reports are where they are at the moment and you know put aside our call for them to change for one minute um, given what we have those feedback meetings are so important, aren't they? And so I think having them clerked is, is is vital. But what what more can you tell us about those feedback meetings, Nina? How how are they working out generally? 
Well, yeah, it was really interesting, actually. Um, this For this set of research, I really wanted to understand whether the feedback meetings kind of correlated with what was said in the reports. So is what school leaders and the governing boards are sat down to talk about at the very end of their inspection to receive their feedback the same as what is being reported on? We, we don't expect it to be exactly the same, but are they generally on the same lines? And it was actually really interesting that almost a fifth, so just 19% um, of respondents to the survey said that their published offset report was not an accurate reflection of what was heard in the feedback meetings. So it really kind of places a spotlight on what you said, Sam, about having it clocked and minuted um, in a way so that the governing board and school leaders themselves can take all that information from that feedback meeting and not solely rely on the reports that are published but also question maybe um what the report is trying to say versus what you hear in the feedback meetings it's not to say that either one was wrong or that um they were inaccurate from each other but it's to say that actually that feedback meeting is so important um for the governing board and school leaders to take back and look look to the future with in a sense um and take some real key points from what inspectors are saying from what they've witnessed over the two days or the one day that they've been at that school so nina can i ask you just on the back of that then was was the the feelings around feedback as positive as, as it was in 2020 and i guess the other thing i was going to ask you was um whether or not the um there there's that clear correlation between what's being fed back in those meetings and then what's turning up in in the reports um given how much of a discussion there is in those feedback meetings and then the very short space of time there is to actually put something down on a few pieces of paper where how are they linked together could you say yeah I think it's quite difficult to tell um given that uh, we kind of listen to our respondents about it. So it's quite hard to specifically kind of point out what the key themes were from the feedback meetings to the published reports. But it was a mixed picture. There were some that said actually it wasn't accurate. Um, Our feedback meeting wasn't anything like what we heard and what was put in the report. and the and vice versa so it was a really mixed picture and then some said actually the feedback meeting kind of just went further in detail than what the report did and the report kind of had a a a different steer um which makes sense for parents to be able to kind of understand what it's like to be a pupil at that school um so yeah just very mixed picture i would say um but in terms of the feedback meeting um the feel for the feedback meetings this year was slightly lower than 2020. So um, this year we had 62% of respondents say that the feedback meeting was valuable to the governing board and other school leaders. That's um, compared to 76% in 2020. So there is a bit of a decline there in um, the feel for the, the feedback meetings. It'd be really interesting to see, you know, what, what, governing boards and school leaders might want out of those feedback meetings I think that would be really good to know um, and that might may kind of feed us for future work but um, yeah it, w- it was overall very mixed and um, I think the feedback meetings continue to be that treasure trove as Offset described it mm. for governing boards for right now. Brilliant.
thanks nina and i i think that's a really good summary of 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 the of the report overall and and obviously for those of you listening um do do go on on our website have have a look at the at the report itself um and you'll be able to see um uh the the the, broken down in different sections we've included within the report some some direct quotes as well from from people who've gone through um that experience what we haven't done is attempted to come up with a sort of right this is what's happened this is what's happened inspection so this is what you should expect because i think one thing in the conversations we've had with ofsted um is we we're very careful not to come across as um the people saying right in in an inspection you will be asked this um and this is what will happen because it doesn't work like that um actually one thing that i think we really embrace in the new um framework is is the fact that inspect inspectors are having real discussions with mm. um school leaders and and you know certainly a, a number a good number of the people who responded to our our, our survey said the same was happening there and that's something that is to be applauded and i think having a real conversation means that that com- conversation can go in any direction depending on the challenges the successes that that school is facing at that point in time um so i guess there's a real word of caution for us to end end up on for for the governing boards is don't buy into the rhetoric that you know like if you can answer these five questions you're sorted um actually you know it doesn't work like that but also i think nina is it you know you talked about this earlier a good note for us to kind of end on is to really think about going back to that those points that that emma said in a in her annual address last year that there is there is still very much a real culture of fear that exists around ofsted and um you, you know that that we need to do something to address that and actually it's governing boards who know their school the best and so they can own that conversation and you know certainly from our conversations with with those um, in charge of Ofsted, um, that's what they're encouraging. That actually, you know, um, uh, the, the governing board will know the school way better. The inspection team are not going to. It's it's very unlikely that they're going to unpick a whole heap of stuff that you don't know about um, in that short space of time. So, so don't be worried. Don't be fearful of that. But actually, own the conversation and go in there knowing um, that that you can you can talk about the successes yet you can talk about the challenges as well but then uh, address the things that you're doing about that Uh, and i think um there's a very real call from us um for for governing boards to to not not be fearful of ofsted in a way that you know many schools have been fearful of ofsted for, for many years because i think we have to tackle that culture somewhere and actually you know, the governing board's a good good place to start that. Um, uh, absolutely. Um, so, th- thank you so much, Nina, for for taking us through the report. Really, really fascinating stuff. Such a, a good good piece of work, and I'm sure that for our listeners that they'll enjoy reading through it. Um, so do have a look thank at you. that. Um, so um, I think for for us that that's that's it for now. But um, please do join us for our next um, podcast. 
Um, and um, obviously, if, if, if you want to read more about Ofsted, NJ has guidance uh, on Ofsted uh, as well as the reports. Um, we will be doing a webinar um, in, uh, in July um, on, on Ofsted more generally um, as well. So do, do um, tune into that as well. Um, but I think for now, that, that's everything. So thank you so much for listening and we'll see you soon. Bye.